Hi folks, welcome to Jetcetra, the Winnipeg Free Press podcast about the Jets, sports, and etc. I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. This is episode 54, Mike, and today we'll be talking about the Jets' impressive win over the Canucks on Tuesday night. What's the date today? Wednesday, March the 3rd? It is. Time is flying. Yeah. Uh, We'll also talk about how 12 of the next 14 games for the Jets are on the road. Uh, You're wondering whether Laurent Brassois, hope I said that right, should be playing more. Spring training is underway and spring is on its way. It sure is. I didn't even wear a jacket to the office here today, Steve. Just a a sweatshirt. Wow. Um, And in fact, Monday and Tuesday night's Jets games... I, I didn't wear a jacket to either of those games as well. Part of that is because there's no traffic downtown going to the games. So I'm parking like really close to Bell MTS Place. It's a short walk. Um, but it's nice to be, you know, where you could actually consider not wearing a jacket, such it as is. the state. I thought about it this morning, but I wore one. Um, all right. Let's get to it. Bzzzt. Still wonder whether that gets cut out or not. I should actually listen to a podcast once. You should. You do you should. listen to them? I, I do listen back to do a you? lot of them, yeah. Put it on in the background. Do you? Yeah. I should maybe do that once in a while. I think I listened to one once. I'm not sure. And you obviously weren't impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did not go back for I feel more. sorry for you folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. So last night the Jets beat the Canucks 5-2, to two, an empty net goal. So 4-2, to two, really? Uh, let's not count the empty net goals going forward. Um, you're wondering, you're posing to me, was this one of Winnipeg's best games of the year? Um, they, they played a 60 minute game. That's for sure. They did. Um, a rarity around here. They looked, um, they looked good. They won the game. Um, it's a really good hockey game. The one thing I'll say, um, the hockey has been really, really good this year. It has. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's just because team there's a little less they travel have distractions from the fans yeah well, that's true <laughs> although i do wonder at times we we're talking about this last night as well like you know tyler myers steps into mark shifley early in the first period absolutely huge clean alex edler alex edler who did i say tyler myers Tyler Myers, Tyler right. Myers never stepped in. Tyler Myers, no. Uh, Tyler <laughs> Myers would probably get injured if he tried to hit Mark Shifley. Sorry, Alex Edler blows Mark Shifley up, and that got the temperature up as much as you can get the temperature up in an empty building. But uh, I was talking with Paul Friesen, who was sitting beside me, a uh, freezer from the Sun last night, and we were both sort of saying, you know, because then Lowry's trying to fight Edler shortly after, and it's, and we were both saying, like, boy, this would be a lot more fun with fans. Like, they'd be booing Edler now every time he touched the puck, and everybody would just be worked into more of a lather. It just didn't feel the same to have that intensity without the the fans. That being said, the hockey has been very good. Um, again, Total I, tangent here. Yeah. Total tangent. Totally off script. You wrote a column last week about the possibility of fans in the stands. Yes. Um, I wrote a playbook uh, this week about the potential of fans in the stands. I think we're in disagreement. We should chat about it. I think there should be fans in the stands. I think they should do it. I think if there's any organization that could be a test. Right. <laughs> test yeah. Canary in the coal mine? Yeah, yeah. It's True North and it's Jets games. Um, but why not? Well, 
I think a couple things. So let's just say that they got the green light. What's the restaurant owner who still can only have twenty five percent situation? No, they can have fifty percent. Fifty percent now, but only from the still have to be from the household. Well, that would be the same at at at, at a oh, rate. so you would yeah, only be you, able to would, sit with you couldn't your... go sit with your buddy. You'd no. have to be within no. a, a household and yeah. and. Um, um, and you as know, our editor, Paul Simon, wrote in his COVID briefing, in his newsletter, Bell MTS Place is kind of a restaurant. You can eat there. You can, yeah. And they, they'd serve you in your seats now. So sure. that is true. Um, it's just a really big restaurant. It is a really big. Uh, now, I imagine, let's just say the government were to somehow give permission, you'd have things like you'd have casinos screaming at the top of their lungs. Why again, can't we open? Again, very different situation. Um, but a, wouldn't a casino say, well, why can't we have people sitting in their family pods at our tables or at a concert? Yeah, people go as families to the casino. Yeah, <laughs> a family that gambles together, yeah, stays yeah, together. Does not stay No, together. probably not. Um, you know, movie theaters, like, so they've, they've sort of, there's a bunch of things. Most things are now open, but casinos, movie theaters. Yeah. Um, but I do. I, I, I just. I do feel like we're moving in that direction. That I, at some I would point, feel way more safe going to a hockey game. And but I've I haven't gone to as many games as you got to. I only went to the one and was felt totally safe. Um, I would feel way more safe doing that, frankly, than going to the gym or going to a restaurant, right? Or going to a lot of the other places that are currently open, because. I just have way more faith in the efficiency of True North yeah. to ensure my safety than I do just your random other business. Well, it's true. I, I as I we've talked about, I go to Planet Fitness. Uh, their capacity is two fifty, two hundred and fifty people. MTS place is fifteen thousand. They're allowed twenty five percent. So that's 63 people. And there's been times that it is full. There's 63 people in that facility. Um, so why couldn't True North say, well, if Planet Fitness can have 25% occupancy indoors uh, in a gym where people are expelling probably a lot more uh, uh, yeah, like way more than they would in a, in a rink. Uh, the other thing is, you know, I don't know if the seating in the game is so much the concern. It's getting people in and out of the building. So again, let, again, no organization in this city would be better at it, in my opinion, right? Than True North, especially when the motivation here is is getting some revenue back. Like they, you'd think they'd go above and beyond what would be required in order to make sure it's done they in go a go above and beyond even when it's not required. Yeah, but, and again, know. to go back, uh, you had me sit in on that seminar. This is now going back, I think, to last. Last fall, it was an American seminar. It was really interesting, but it was talking about some of the U.S. markets where they had started to allow fans in college football, basketball, things like that. Uh, and they were talking about all the ways technology is being harbored now to facilitate it. So you'd actually get things like on your phone, you get an assigned time that yeah. you have to walk in the door. So it's to make sure you don't get a thousand people coming in the same door at once. Right. You know, the, the concessions probably wouldn't be an issue because they could just close them and say you can only yeah. get service at your seats. Uh, the bathrooms might be an issue because how do you plot when people can go? But again, but you know, you you're go, doing go that at Costco there's, right there's, now. Yeah, there's the go to the mall. There's people in the washroom. There's no monitoring of it. There's there all is kinds not. of people going in and out. You're of the right, washroom. and so you'd have monitoring at Bell MTS in a way you wouldn't at the at, at exactly. At, this at is what Polo I'm saying. Park. The monitoring at Bell MTS place, yeah. MTS place would be far exceed any other place in town for like sure. It would. Yeah. So, anyways, um, good tangent. 
the Jets will not be playing home games for the next month anyway. Right. So um, exactly. it's moot a bit. Um, so the Jets um, are off on a uh, 12 of their next 14 games run a road. Frankly, I, I'm not sure. What is the Jets' road record? Do you know this off the top of your I head? Don't. <laughs> I was going to But gonna does say, it, I, folks, we're just – I was really counting on Mike to know this. Um, anyway. I don't know that it even matters. It doesn't matter. Other than last change, which is a really neg- negligible – like, I haven't even looked, Steve. I, I'm just going off the top of my head here. I bet teams, just the whole league as a whole, I bet you the road record is is almost the same as a home record this year. I did read year. a story about a week ago where the road record was higher, actually. Was than, better? Better than normal, yeah. So Better um, than normal, but not necessarily better than home? I'm not sure what it was. Okay, yeah, I but I, I have no doubt it would be better than normal for sure. We're just winging it here, folks. We are, but... You know, because there is no fans, there's no... And let's face it, fans sometimes, they probably impact the way referees call a game too, right? Like, refs are hearing it, it's human nature. I hope not. You hope not, but I think... I don't think so, actually. Really? I don't. I've seen times where fans holler and the ref's hand goes up and you feel like it was only because the fans were going nuts. Maybe it's coincidence. But yeah, home away... I don't buy that. I really don't buy that. And the other thing is, when teams are going on the road now, like everybody's kind of starting on the same footing. You're playing these mini series. So everybody has the same amount of rest. You're not getting tired teams going in against rested teams. Like all things are equal. Yeah. Like, so the jets are off. They're going out East this week. They're going to play two in Montreal and then three Three in Toronto, three in Toronto. Uh, So I, I, a real good test for this. For sure. Toronto is just, Toronto's taken their game to another level. They just went and shut Edmonton out two straight games without their number one center and their without their number one goalie. In fact, they've used two different backups to shut out Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. That's impressive. Toronto seems to almost be running away with the division. And, you know, the Jets are second right now. If Toronto, like, wins two or three of those games next week, Toronto might just lap the field at this point. Right. Um, but it's a good chance. I mean, if the Jets want to hang with the Toronto, Toronto's of this division... Perfect chance to maybe go make a statement. Toronto, by the way, is the only team the Jets haven't beat in the division. They've only played them once, so we'll we'll give that them was a long. It seems like a year. It, ago. it was the third game of the season, Something fourth, like that, yeah. And they actually didn't play that bad. They had one bad period, yeah. And they lost by two goals. An one was an goal. empty netter. We don't count those. We don't. So it was a one goal <laughs> loss. But yeah, I mean, you know, Montreal. Of course, the Jets just beat Montreal twice here last week. For sure, the second win was was absolute theft by the Jets, thanks to Connor Hellebuck. Um, you know, so the Jets will it'll be a tough test, five game road trip. Uh, but the Jets, fourteen seven and one, have put themselves in a pretty good spot here. And coming off last night's game, which I do think was one of their most complete efforts of the year, we'll see what they could do on the road. All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our. Jet Central Podcast. That's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> having some senior moments this morning. I couldn't remember this guy's name in the office here. I don't know what you folks do when that happens. So I'm, I bump into this guy in the office that I know. I in meetings with a him. Coworker? Regularly. Yeah, he's oh, not, not okay. in the newsroom, but. Right. And I was like, I could not remember his name. Right? Do you know what I mean? I just was having this moment. It's, it's frightening a little bit, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to be like when I'm 70? I won't remember anything. Um, by the way, frankly, the, there's a lot of things I don't want to remember, so it might be good. sure that that isn't the, the, the. By the way, you asked last period what was the Jets' home and road record. Thank you. The Jets are five, three, and zero. Oh, they've played eight road games, five wins, three losses. 
They're nine four and one at home. at home. So they played fourteen of their first twenty two at home, which explains why they're going to go play twelve out of fourteen on the road. But All right. yeah, five and three. Um, you you brought something up. You said that maybe Laurent Laurent. How do you he say prefers Lorne. Lorne? Yeah, believe well, it or not. Laurent Brassois. Um, he's played five. He's had five starts, four wins. Um, he's got, he, I, be, I believe he's he like more? fifth in the NHL in goals against and like fifth or sixth in save percentage. percentage. Granted, a smaller sample size than some other players. Uh, but he's been really good. Now, to answer sort of my own question, sure, yes, he should be playing more, at, but also, yes, he is going to play more because, because of the schedule. The Jets, to this point, they've, they've only played 22 games. There's teams like Vancouver, for instance, who's played 26, I think, 27. The Jets have, have had one of the lighter schedules so far. That's changing this month. Uh, Winnipeg is going to play 17 times in 31 days in March. There's a lot of back-to-backs, including the two that they just started the month with here against Vancouver. So by virtue of the schedule alone, Lauren Bressois is going to play more this month. Um, now, should he just be taking starts away from Connor Hellebuck? Like if Hellebuck is rested and there's no concern? Probably not. Hellebuck is the Vesna Trophy winner. And I don't think Connor Hellebuck's play has really warranted starting him less would you say i, I think hellebuck's no, not at all uh, he did, as you mentioned earlier they they stole a game he stole a game absolutely from the abs the other night, yeah. uh so you know it's it's a good problem i guess to have if it's even a problem it's probably only a problem if you're lauren brassois i'm sure lauren brassois would love to play more uh he's in a contract year he still believes i mean he said it again last night steve one thing about lauren brassois he doesn't lack confidence he he always talks about being trying to be the best goalie in the league, which, I mean, that's admirable, but he's a backup. You don't hear that language. Like, if I were to look around the league, you won't hear a lot of backups talking about that not only do I want to be, I believe I can be one of the best goalies in the league. Part of that is probably being the understudy to a Connor Hellebuck. Like, I'm sure in his mind, he feels that uh, he doesn't get maybe the opportunities that he might be in another market. That being said, he chose to resign here. He yeah, loves I, it's I, a good I, fit. I think of the it, when you brought this up in your email that you sent me today. I thought of this guy Scott Darling, and so Darling, of course, yes. the Darling <laughs> of backup goaltenders, um, had three interesting seasons behind Corey Crawford with Chicago, where he had a nine-two-three save percentage, and then, and I remember Wiesick. Oh, the Jets should sign yes. Scott Darling. And him and I would have these arguments about it. I mean, he's a backup. And Wiesick didn't like Hellebuck, proving again that wow. it's a good reason he retired. <laughs> he's probably not listening to this, so it doesn't Hi, matter. Hi, Paul. <laughs> I'll always have So Darling signed this massive deal with the Carolina Hurricanes and was terrible. He was terrible. He's out of hockey. Well, I guess the Florida Panthers gave him a try. Is that where he is now? Yeah, yeah I Googled him just to see it. But, but yeah. I think so, he had some so, other issues too, didn't he? Oh, I have no idea. I yeah, think he, he had stopped the puck. I think he yeah. had some off ice issues, oh, but but for sure, that's one of those "be careful what you wish for" situations, yeah, right? Yeah, I just I think that sometimes you know it's like the backup quarterback, right? The backup yes. quarterback is you know everybody loves the backup quarterback. You know what I mean? He's the backup for a reason. 
So <laughs> what if the backup though is like Tom Brady waiting to ascend, you know, past well, Drew Bledsoe, right? Yeah, and yeah, I I get that 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 happens at with younger, but I I'm, I'm more thinking of the veteran backup go- right. quarterback, and then your veteran backup yeah. goalie. There's more stories like that for sure. Like look at even. Um, Colorado Philip Grubauer right he was a backup in Washington he's been okay uh with Colorado but I don't think he's taken the 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 reins I think the there's way. far less stories of For a backup sure. goalie than becoming a Vesna trophy winner yeah um, and if you're Lauren Bressois I mean again he's really good friends with Connor Hellebuck they have the same agent the same trainer everything like they are two peas in a pod which I think it's a good fit for him he probably just would like to play a little more and but he's going to get his wish here too bad um <laughs> he 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 has been really really good especially I mean if you're the Jets I don't know how many games they have left against Vancouver. I think he's been good because of the way it, it's the way like, they use him. Yeah, it's like a role player. On you know, certain players have been really, really good for the Jets because of the way that they use, because of the way Paul Maurice uses them. So, um, so healthy competition, though, for sure. There's yeah. a lot of healthy competition on the team, and uh, strong competition in the forward group. Uh, I mean, everybody wants to uh, get ice time and score and. And um, so let me throw a quick hot takeout that I'm curious to hear your response because I know you've been critical of him in the past. Matthew Perot's been terrific this season. Yeah. Which has shocked me. This is a guy that the Jets would have given him away for nothing in the offseason. If they could have got a bag of pucks for Matthew Perot, they would have taken that deal because they they wanted out of his contract. They wanted out of his contract. The Jets couldn't give him away. Then they put him making four million four point one two five. He's been good. He hasn't been four point one two five good. Um they put him on waivers at the start of the year. Any team in the league could have had him well I won't say for free because they'd have to pay his salary, but nobody took him. The only way the Jets were going to trade Matthew Perot clearly is if they added a sweetener like they did with with Joel Armia going to Montreal for for Steve Mason. And the Jets didn't want to do that. So they were, quote, stuck with Matthew Pro. Uh, he scored uh, he scored again last night and a big goal with three seconds left in the first period. It was a 1-1 game and a really nice play by Pro, like a, a hustle effort play. Three seconds left in a period, you're probably ready to just head to the room. Well, he... he Steals a puck and goes in. Nice backhander and a big goal for the Jets. He's up to four or five goals now this year. But he's been a nice addition. He's moving a lot better than than I noticed he was last year. I think year. it's another situation where there's a guy that... Uh, Contract Maurice, year. Well, maybe. <laughs> he wants to Palm stay in the Reese, league. Paul Maurice is using him yep. uh, properly. Um, he's using him to his strengths. He's using him, you know, not 12 minutes a game, but six or seven minutes a game maybe right because he plays a little bit on the power play and he i mean he's still he's a skilled guy he was always a skilled guy so i think he's being used properly i think uh, early in the season and he can go up the lineup a bit maybe to the third line yeah i I wouldn't like to see him in the top six i don't think but he's Uh, on the second power play unit and he does some okay things there uh you know i was talking with jay bell actually last night after the game and and jay curling no, we were talking about the Jets, actually. And Jay, Jay said to me, you know, do you think, is this the deepest nine the Jets have had? And Oh, it's not even close. Right. And it, yeah. it, it absolutely is. Like, you look, you know, Mason Appleton's on the third line. He's got six goals in 22 games. Like, Adam Lowry, Andrew Kopp have five or six goals. Matthew Pro's on the third line. He's got, like, five. Like, that's a 
those there's a lot of teams that would love to have that kind of production coming from their bottom six. Yeah, I think that there's I, yeah the, the bottom six is good. Uh, I think that there's, in my opinion, uh, there's other teams that have good bottom sixes as well or whatever. But I still think though what what makes the Jets the team that they are is the is the top six for sure. Their top six, you know, when you have as you mentioned Kyle Connor, Ealer, Shifley, all with eleven goals. And you have Blake Wheeler, and you have Pierre Luc Dubois, and you have uh, Paul Stasny. Paul Stasny. Um, last night after the game, um, I believe it was Mike. No, it wasn't Mike Johnson. It was the other guy that was talking on TSN. Anyways, but you'd be hard pressed to find another team in the league that has a better top, top six, six than the Jets. And, right. Yeah. And they're going to win and lose with this. I think. Do you know what I mean? Like high end talent on the forwards. <laughs> And, and really good goaltending, as we've said. Yeah, and, it's a good recipe that can cover a lot of deficiencies. For sure, yeah. I'm sort of going to, I'm writing a column today that'll be in, in tomorrow's free press that's kind of looking at how the Jets, there's a lot of people I, I follow or I see on Twitter uh, that are critical of the way the Jets have had success this year. They say it's not sustainable. They look at some of their underlying numbers, which again, aren't great. I would argue, and I will argue in my column today, Steve, that that is what this team is. This team has the ability to, they have high-end finishers. They have a high-end goaltender who will outsave expectations. They will outscore expectations. So yeah, their underlying numbers may suggest this team should be worse, a lot worse than it is. But the fact is when you have some elite playmakers and scorers like they do, uh, they're not going to be an analytics darling, but in a in a results-based business, the results are what they yeah, it's are. It's funny, you know. I I tend to listen to for myself because I'm not an I'm I'm not an expert. Uh, I'm not a hockey expert. I'm right. not on 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 what's going on really on the ice as uh, no more than your average fan. Right. Um, I mean, maybe having watched the game for as long as I have, maybe a, a little bit above average, but. The reality is, is that I have not nearly the knowledge of a Ray Ferraro or a, a Dave Poulin or some of the, or Craig Button, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Some of the hockey experts that you hear. And now all the hockey experts um, seem to suggest that the Jets are going to be a really tough out. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm going to take their word for it over some guy on Twitter, Mike. Right, or or even what a spreadsheet says. Yeah, I just, it just, you can, I can make a spreadsheet say anything, right? Do you know what I mean? And so I'm going to, I'm going to bow to the knowledge of the hockey folks, I'm afraid here, and, um, and not the, the guys that are doing the fancy numbers yet. All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Cetera podcast. Uh, Mike, we chatted a little bit about uh, potentially having fans in the stands for a um, for Jets games. Um, I wrote in my playbook this week that um, I was down at the Forks a couple Sundays ago. It was a beautiful spring-like day, and there was thousands of people. They were shoulder to shoulder, right. um, enjoying the day. And 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 I I'm I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been or that they should have been more socially distanced. Whatever, it's outside. Et cetera, et cetera. So, but it got me to thinking, like, for sure, like if if we're if we're allowing that, if 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 that's okay, and I'm, I'm not, and I don't know that it's okay or not. What about having fans in the stands at the Bomber games, right, and the Gold Ice games? And the reality is, is that 
Unless there's some sort of fans in the stands, again, the CFL is facing a very difficult situation coming up here. And the Gold Ice, too. I'm not sure what they're going to do. They're going to go play Fargo again this year? Like, Yeah, so, I, I don't know how they could do that. That cost them significant money yeah, last year. So, and what do you what do you think of that? Do you think that? Yeah, think well, that, we talked two months away. You know, like it is beginning of May is when May, right? Yeah. I mean, the Bombers wouldn't. They're not scheduled later. to play their first game till. I was going to turn over my June? shoulder and look at the, the the CFL schedule on my bulletin board, but I have not put it up there yet uh-huh. because I don't want to print out and waste that paper. No, exactly. Save a tree. Uh, so uh, it's funny. I was talking to Jeff Hamilton, our our Bombers uh, writer, at, at the Jets game last night. Jeff is convinced that. A, the Bombers, that CFL will play this year, but B, he th- he says there's no chance that they're starting on time. Right. And they just, Jeff says they probably don't want to say that right now because they... It, it, and Randy Ambrosi hinted at it. He did. Jeff, I think Jeff thought uh, that a 10 to 12 game season is probably more likely rather than 18, maybe starting August-ish. Because... Fans will be in the stands, right? Then? Okay, in some quant, in some capacity, and I mean, if you look at the vaccine targets, uh, that's maybe not that off. We're supposed to get a whole bunch more vaccine by early May, right? And then they're really supposed to ramp things up here in Canada. <laughs> Literally paying no attention. Yeah, <laughs> the U.S. By the way, uh, <laughs> President Biden just announced yesterday that the U.S. is two months ahead of target, they are saying by the end of May, every adult American who wants to get vaccinated will have been vaccinated. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. By May. Yeah. So, for example, if you're the CFL and you're bringing all these American players up, um, all of them should be vaccinated by May. Then, by the time you'd be bringing them here for camp, same with Gold Eyes too. Yeah. Same with Gold Eyes because they're almost all Americans. CFL would have a few more Canadians than the Gold Eyes would. Yeah. So, I mean, are the borders going to be open? I think you could get it. The borders are, are open in the sense CFL players could come here today. They just would have to quarantine for two weeks. So, you know, I I, I do think we're moving in that direction and. The idea of some capacity of fans, the, the NHL. By the way, I wrote a column. I wrote that column last week. At the time, I wrote there was thirteen of twenty four American teams had had permission to have fans. Pittsburgh, That's Pittsburgh started. Last Pittsburgh, day, Philly, yeah. and there's one other. It's up to sixteen now. Okay. Sixteen out of twenty four. So there's only eight teams left um, in America. In America. In America. And then seven of all seven in Canada, of course. So, but that's 15. So, 16 out of 31, we're just over 50% of the NHL. And this is early March indoors. Um, we're talking about May and June and beyond outdoors. And I think, you, you know, your point about the forks is a good one because everybody, even Rusin's repeatedly said the risk outdoors is far less than it is in an indoor environment. And already, I mean, they just expanded here in Manitoba starting this weekend. They're going to allow outdoor gatherings now up to 10. It had been five. Um, so we're moving in that direction. And I guess unless, you know, there's... I've ta- seen a lot of large gatherings outdoors than that, folks. Larger than 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Uh, and 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 enforcement's the, the big issue, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I but... Yeah, I, I, I'll i sort of hedge, I guess, to what Jeff probably said is that, yes, we'll have a CFL season. Yes, there'll be fans, 
probably I don't know that we'll get to a 30,000 fan sellout at IG Field this summer or no. fall. Well, we never got one to one, never had that before. But. No, but you'd like to think the Bombers are the defending are they two-time defending champs now? I they guess haven't so sure, yeah. Uh but you'd like to think that especially given, you know, if the ab, if absence does make the heart grow fonder that there would be some sellouts in store potentially. Uh, but I don't know that they'll be allowed to do that at any point this season. That being said, um, yeah, put me down for a, a a midsummer start to a truncated CFL season with some capacity, and and I guess you know for the CFL that that would be good news, a better something than nothing, right? Meantime, uh, Major League Baseball is holding its spring training and is planning to go ahead with its 162 game season. I think in a lot of spots there will be fans in the stands to some um, to some capacity. Although the Blue Jays will be playing in Florida to start, they'll yeah. have fans in those stands. Um, is there as there fans in this? There is fans at the spring training yep. games right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, George Springer. Speaking of spring, Springer. Yes. Uh, George Springer had his first at bat for the Blue Jays. He had a single. Um, the Jays. Um, lots of excitement around the Jays this year. Mike, including in this in this very room, Steve, because sure. we're both Blue Jays fans. I'm, and I think I'm a little more lukewarm than you are. Okay, but okay. I'm I'm a, I'm you're, definitely a fanatic. You're a yeah, you're a fanatic. I am a rabid fan. Yeah, I'm not a fanatic fan of anything these days, <laughs> other than riding my bike. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm, I'm going to become a cycling fan, folks. You you cannot believe the number of cycling stories we're going to have in the paper. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Jays, I mean, you look at their division, like the Boston Red Sox have taken, I mean, they're in a rebuild There's nobody mode. else. I don't even think Tampa's going to be that good this year. Tampa's, you know, they... Eh. Uh, the Yankees, though, are going to be Yeah, hard. right, yeah. but uh, there is two teams can make the playoffs from the same division. Yeah. So uh, the Blue Jays would seem to be poised to have a, uh, have a bigger... You know, let me complain something about the Blue Jays here, Steve, that I'm not a fan of. I love listening to baseball on the radio. Have all like yeah. Jays have had some great, you know, Tom Cheek, Jerry Howarth. Like I love. Did you see the de- decision that Rogers made this week? No, they are not. They're they're going to be simulcasting the TV oh. broadcast on radio. Oh. They're because they're cheap. You know what? They're trying to save money. They they've nixed the actual radio broadcast, and I'm not I think sure that's why that doesn't make sense, frankly, though. I guess it makes. We don't have a different staff for the website. No, but. Put it this way. We're going to put on the website too. Yeah. Well, that's okay. But the fact is a radio broadcast should not sound like a TV broadcast. TV broadcast. Well, a TV broadcast would do well to sound more like a radio broadcast. It would. It absolutely would. But. I don't think there's that much difference. Well, except they know on a TV broadcast that you can see everything that's happening. They don't have to tell you what's happening. They can ramp. They still do. Some do, but... I don't think I've noticed that much difference. I mean, that's just Vin Scully, radio, TV, same thing, same broadcast. Does he do... He, well, he does, doesn't anymore. Right. He did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, who is doing the radio for the Jays recently? Well, that Mike... I think it comes down to who's doing it. Mike Wilner and Ben Nicholson. Yeah. And then Mike Wilner got laid off, right. and now he's he's been hired by the Toronto Star, I think, to be a columnist for he them. Was before, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so they... Um, I think it just depends on who's doing it, the TV. Like, if it's... Um, 
Well, it's going to be Dan Schulman, it is yeah. going to be Dan Schulman, who's a great I'm voice. Totally fine with that. Too. And maybe they'll tweak it a little bit, knowing that they're now talking to a radio audience. So maybe some assumptions that they'd make, you know, knowing that not everybody listening can actually see what's happening. Right. So maybe they'll be a little more descriptive. But I don't know. It's just it bugs me a little bit that it's. <laughs> I know you're like, it's just a sign of the media times, and I guess that the bell people. Eh? It is the bell. Don't like those bell. Wait, people, but this eh? is Rogers, right? Are they the same? Aren't they? Uh, isn't Bell and Rogers competitors? Are they? Yeah, because <laughs> Bell owns Bell owns TSN. Rogers owns Sportsnet. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're the Hatfields and the Rogers McCoys. Owned everything. He might. He <laughs> might. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyways, it's uh, I do love listening. Uh, one of the best purchases I made last summer, Stephen. I'm going to do it again this year. Was the MLB audio package? I loved, and part of that was because I drove to Edmonton and back twice for the bubble. But my the ability to just turn on a baseball game in any market at any time and listen was I'd go on my walks and I'd always have a baseball game playing and it was it was great and I can't wait to do it again. All right, folks, we're back for the overtime period of our Jet Cetra podcast. Well, <laughs> coming to you that, live from my office here at the Free Press. That, I, I, I know you used to be a DJ because I'd say that sounds like a DJ voice. But I went to the National Institute of Broadcasting. I graduated. Nib. Nib, yeah. Is that it was what they were a, called? It was, yeah. a, it was a school here in Winnipeg back in the day. I'm not sure if it's still around. I think there's other schools like Like it. it? I think there's, isn't there an ABC Academy or something? But that was my plan. I was going to be a uh, broadcaster. I actually got uh, job offers out of school and I was still going to university at the time too. So I continued to work as a DJ in the bars Mm -hmm. uh, while I went to school and passed on the radio gigs for a bit and then ended up getting a job in a newspaper business and here I am. It's funny because uh, I did a radio show for, for 12 years on the crime beat uh, on Chorus. I met lots of people in radio and I always laughed at people whose regular voices were so different than their radio voices. Right. Like there's lots of people that sound in real life exactly like they sound on the radio because they don't crank it up to the nth degree. But there are some in the business who like what you're hearing on the radio is nothing at all like what they really well, sound like. I guess that's normal. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I mean, I think you, I, I prefer just people to sound like just they sound, sound like, like the, sound, the, yeah. the authentic. All right, Mike, we'll do that. <laughs> Sounds good, Steve. I remember doing the exercises, you know, like the voice exercises. Right. You speak from the, uh, whatever this. The whatever. diaphragm. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I can't remember any words today, <laughs> folks. I don't even know. What, I don't even know what I'm doing on here. <laughs> Frankly, okay. So speaking, we were chatting about spring training, uh, but you also mentioned the weather. Whew. It's 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 spring, Mike. I'm gonna say it. it. Is. I think it's spring. I think Mike. we're what almost three weeks officially away well, from we are, spring. March twentieth. But... By the way, that's when I'm gonna shave this bloody beard. Oh, yeah, off. right. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, what day God. of the week is that? By the way, no it, idea. It's not like we're not doing a podcast that day. We're not, you're not gonna shave on the podcast, are you? I, I yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at the calendar. I'll probably do it on. No, I'm not gonna do it on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that would be weird. It would. So, be. anyways, um, lovely forecast for this weekend. Let me ask you something. Do you got any? You got any plans for got any different plans for this spring? Are you looking forward to this spring any differently than any other spring? I am. Uh, well, I am. I I'm. I, I got my, a new bike. You everybody do. Knows yeah. That. I think everybody. In town I may knows buy that. a bike. I've I've been thinking about it actually. Right I may buy a bike. I Good haven't. Had, I, I've I had bikes for lots of years, and then had a couple of them stolen. I haven't had a bike for about five or six years, but I'm very much uh, debating. 
uh, getting a bike. My daughter has one. She likes going for long bike rides. I could go for rides with her and whatnot. Um, and golfing. I've, I mean, I, I, Oh, I, that's right. I mentioned earlier that I got an email. A, a guy sent me an email. He listened to our podcast. Okay. And he wanted me to pass along a message to you. He wants to sell his clubs to me? No. Oh. Tell McIntyre to get fitted for a proper set of clubs. Oh, that's what what he's telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should I start a GoFundMe for that? Because that's not cheap, is it? Uh, That would cost you a grand anyways. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I think. I haven't bought golf clubs in a while. So. Yeah. um, Uh, But so I, I like. Are we going to have driving ranges open like in two weeks from now yeah, with maybe, this forecast? Yeah. I'm looking at the forecast, folks. This is the this is the next like 10 days starting tomorrow. Plus four, plus five. I won't even say plus. These are all pluses. Four, five, 11 on Saturday, 11 on Sunday, 10 on Monday, six, zero, and then... And winter's coming back. Well, minus four, minus, is gonna go minus like a one, lion. two, but then back to plus again. But... My good, that's three. If this is true, if we're getting 11, 11, and 10 on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're going to have no snow by next week. There right. wasn't a whole lot to begin with. Yeah, so typically the driving Driving ranges, ranges I guarantee like shooters or shooters whatever will be open, open yeah. by next, by mid next week. Right. We'll be running a picture so on our sports your, front. Big, oh, yeah. I'm going to be the second I can hit You're a driving really range. I'm out there. This, this Absolutely. Yeah, I've yeah. told my wife. I think I played. See you later. Yeah, exactly. I'll see you in the fall. Uh, I think I played. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot to most people. I think I played nine rounds last year, but I had only played like two or three each year for years. I told my wife I want to play 20 rounds this year. 20. That's my goal. Like basically double. Uh, I'm no Kenny Weeb of Sportsnet. Kenny played 110 rounds of golf last year. Wow. Uh, he also is the only guy I know that has had two hole in ones in a round. Do you know anybody that's ever had two yeah, in one round? I've heard that, that he had that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's got three in his career and two of them happened in one round, which by the way, others witnessed it. Cause the last thing you'd want to happen is to get two hole in ones when you're playing by yourself. But a uh, Jim Toth and uh, a couple other guys, uh, Kevin Olszewski, I think was with them. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm never going to get up to that number. But 20 rounds would be a nice number. And as soon as I can hit the driving range, I am, I've been like taking practice swings just in my basement because I'm itching to, to get at it. So um, well, if you're looking to get some new clubs, you know, like uh, head over to like Golf Town maybe yeah. or something like that. And they, they would have some demo clubs. You right. You'd be able to get a decent set, you know, for a for I think a I could get a sponsorship, Steve. Like, would anybody be willing to sponsor me? Like, like you know, Aaron Cockrell, uh, Maybe. Manitoba's best pro, he just got a new sponsorship Maybe. deal. If we were freelance, we could probably do that, Mike. But right. all proceeds that we were able, we would be able to suck into our podcast or a newsletters, et cetera, right. would go to the free press. Right, we'd go um, to the powers for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, we'd be out selling We'd be out selling spots on this thing, hey? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, we'd be auctioning off, you know, this, that, and everything Bikes, for sure. golf clubs, yeah. food, <laughs> travel. We, we could really... Uh, You'd be into the Lululemon. Lululemon. Right. That'd there be you your prime area. I got but a new pair of Lululemon pants in the mail the other day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, you know, this time of year, like when it gets like this, not that it, I, I don't even want to say it's been a long winter because it doesn't really feel like it's been a long winter. 
Um, because it wasn't that bad. We had a couple weeks of of crappy I think weather. All the, other, the length is supplanted by our uh, the length of the pandemic. I For sure, it's, it's take, been. I mean, we're coming up on the one year anniversary. How are you going to celebrate we? the one year anniversary? What, what would that date on that be? March eleventh. That's March eleventh. Oh, that was my that, mom's birthday. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. She's, she's I, away. I don't know that that's the actual. That's the date that. That's the date that the NHL paused oh, and and then I was on the road oh, yeah. and then to me that felt like. I think schools didn't actually go into shutdown until a few days after that. But uh, well, I'm I, I'm looking forward to the season changing for whatever reason, just for a change, I guess. So looking forward to being outdoors more. Um, uh, I think we turn the clocks ahead not this weekend, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So good. like it's going to be light till seven thirty, well, which is good. great. Yeah. Good for the after work bike rides, if yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and it's nice, even but like. Did, did you read my playbook today? About I did. The guy yeah. Knocking at me yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy couldn't see me. So this guy to help this guy if it's light out. Yeah. Because it was eleven and it was ten thirty in the morning when he couldn't see me. By the way, um, and then uh, on, uh, by the way, on the way home I got honked at too. Again, in River Heights, like folks, <laughs> you live in River Heights. Slow the bleep down. Yeah, down. Slow down. Right. It's River Heights. It's a residential area. There are going to be people on bikes. Like, oh my God. No other part of town does this happen, Mike. Just River. I live in the fringes of River Heights. Yeah. We could probably do a whole podcast, future podcast, on just the cyclist versus motorist. To me, that is. Well, the cyclist is always going to lose that one. They are, but my goodness, there are strong opinions on both sides that i see the cyclist motorist thing i see them going at it on social media like it is uh, what is the argument here so i don't so i looked at motorists believe cyclists ignore and flaunt the rules of the road and cyclists believe motorists do the same uh, and have no respect for them and i mean there are some cyclists who clearly give a bad name to the legitimate people who well, some, people will yell at you for going through a stop sign for sure. Yeah, like when they're not even they're not even at the stop sign. Yeah. <laughs> like what is the problem? No, I know. It's like <laughs> but you know, so it's it's a divisive uh, issue and and it Seems might be even be. more divisive this year because as you've pointed out Steve, bikes more, are there's, there's a lot, lot more, people more people on, on bikes, bikes yeah. for sure. Um, All right, we'll have to do that again. We're <laughs> running out of time here. So um folks, the uh, um what should we say, Mike? We'll be back here uh, so next Wednesday. By that point, the Jets will be three games into this five-game road trip. They'll have played Montreal twice this Thursday, tomorrow night, Saturday night, and then Toronto next a Saturday Tuesday. Saturday night game at 6 o'clock, oh, folks. Steve, How this is – I am so excited. These <laughs> next five games are all at 6 o'clock. Oh, my like, God. Like, I might – when I'm writing the gamer, after doing those 9 o'clock gamers uh, a couple weeks ago, I might, like, watch the game – Maybe I'll have a nap or go for a walk for an hour, and then I'll write the game story. We're going to have so much time. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll know a little more about these Jets uh, in a week from now when we see how they do against uh, All right, folks, enjoy the spring-like weather this weekend, and we'll uh, chat with you again uh, next week.